Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Folks, I'm, I'm starting to get that feeling again. I got... When the whole Spygate Russia collusion scandal thing broke four or four and a half years ago when I got a call from a source. And I, again, I'm always being candid with you. When the source first called me and said, hey, they're spying on Donald Trump, I said to myself, nah, it doesn't sound right. There's too many guardrails. That same feeling when I started to question that, the guardrails, I'm having right now about the January 6th, January 5th, uh, bomber there's something really really wrong with this story i covered it a little bit yesterday the show blew up i'm going to cover it in more detail today because there's another angle to this i didn't bring up that's even more disturbing someone is lying the only, there's no doubt they're lying no doubt the only question is why stay tuned big show today do you know that studies show that high blood pressure is the number one risk factor for mortality and one in two adults have high blood pressure? That's a 50-50 chance you're a walking time bomb. But you, not Big Pharma, can take control of your blood pressure with the help of 120 Life. 120 Life is a blend of great tasting superfruit juices and it's formulated with ingredients that have been shown to naturally help control high blood pressure and are endorsed by thousands of health professionals. Try it yourself, risk-free, with their two-week trial pack. Go to 120Life dot com and use the code dan to save 15 percent receive free shipping they're so sure that 120 life can noticeably lower your blood pressure in two weeks that they'll give you your money back if you're not satisfied you got nothing to lose but those high blood pressure numbers go to 120life.com that's 120life.com and use code dan to save 15 percent. this is serious it's your life we're talking about 120 life can help you these statements have not been approved by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, Joe, let's go. It's Friday! Uh, yeah. Man, I'm very excited about this. And I actually yeah. forgot today was Friday. So oh, I usually hey, say, Joe, it's Friday. So my apologies. Uh, which reminds me, tomorrow is my show on Fox, Unfiltered. It's new time, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Please set your DVR, watch it live. I've got a surprise guest coming up in the beginning segment about the truckers, the rally, the COVID misinformation, and some stuff that may be coming here. Uh, you're not going to want to miss it. Been on the show before, and if you haven't heard of this guy, this doctor, uh, you need to. Don't miss the show. I've got a monologue, too, about the surveillance state and what they're doing to spy on you and your kids. It's, I'm going to tie it all in. Don't miss it unfiltered tomorrow. All right. Folks, this... um. January 6th bomber story is really, as I said, starting to remind me of uh, Spygate all over again. I'm going to ask you a very simple question. Why all the lies about what happened on January 6th? 
Folks, sane people can look at a lot of the video of what happened and can read the accounts and say to themselves, all right, I've got a problem with this. But they can also, sane, rational, reasonable people say, why all the lies? Why the constant lying about people who were, you know, killed in this in this January 6th incident there that they died for reasons not exactly commensurate with the reasons the media is saying. Why the lies? Why the lies about Kamala Harris's location? Why all the lies? I don't understand if it's the greatest attack on democracy since 9-11 in Pearl Harbor, as the media stated openly many times, people in the media and talking heads, then why do you have to lie about it? We don't have to lie about 9-11. It speaks for itself. We don't have to lie about Pearl Harbor. It speaks for itself. Has that occurred to any of the leftists listening? That if these are this is what you say it is, then why the lies? There's no question that they've been lying about the number of deaths related to the incident when those deaths had, in many cases, nothing to do with the incident. The lies about Kamala Harris's location, they're lies. They're lies. The only question is why. So I've been thinking, I've spent all day yesterday spinning on this, sitting out on my front porch, taking in some Florida sun, thinking, what the hell is going on? I've been thinking more and more about this bomber who the day before January 6th, put these explosive devices in front of the DNC and the RNC. And just to kind of recap briefly, briefly, yesterday's show, please listen to it. This bomber, there are only two what I believe to be plausible scenarios about this bomber who the day before January 6th left these explosive devices there. Explanation number one, given the fact that the FBI has stated publicly that they don't know who the suspect is and they don't have any really solid or strong leads at this point, there are only two explanations as to who the suspect is then or, or, or what he's about. Number one, if the FBI really doesn't know who this guy is or, or woman, we don't know. Then, as I said yesterday, he must be some incredibly skilled in a negative way professional. He left no DNA on the explosive devices, managed to use explosive materials that were untraceable. Managed to use parts in the explosives with what without serial numbers that weren't traceable either. Managed to evade the surveillance network that's Washington, D.C. and their network of cameras. He managed to evade the FBI's source network. They're their sources who give up people all the time. How is that? And if the person is professional and a pro who managed to pull all of that off and evade FBI detection then I ask a very simple question. I'm stunned the media isn't asking too. Then how the hell did he build a bunch of amateur bombs that didn't go off? Guys, does this make sense? Am I crazy? If this guy is the professional, the FBI's telling us he is, or winking and nodding, oh, we just can't find him. No fingerprints, no surveillance, tapes that put him in a car or a home or nothing. We can't find him. Sources, what's that? It's not Gee, who's, believe me, is the most sober analyst ever. Gee's like, this doesn't make sense. If he's a pro, why did he build amateur bombs that didn't go off with kitchen timers? He didn't know about remote detonation or anything like that? Does that make sense to you? Explanation one, he was a pro who built amateur bombs. Okay. Explanation two. 
He was an amateur who's evading the professionals in the FBI. Pros, amateurs, pros, amateurs, pros, amateurs. There's no option three, folks. So if he was an amateur, then something's not adding up. If he was an amateur, you're saying it was just luck that none of his DNA appears on the explosive devices, which didn't detonate and incinerate. It was just by luck that he used a bunch of untraceable explosives. It was just by luck he or she managed to avoid surveillance detection while getting out of a vehicle or a home or a hotel. It was just all by luck. And he's managed to evade the professionals of the FBI all because he just got lucky. Folks, you know, the thing about chance is the way you calculate it, it adds up in almost a geometric kind of, not an arithmetic manner. In other words, it's not just one thing. The guy just didn't manage to avoid a surveillance network. He just didn't manage to leave no DNA. He just didn't manage to avoid the FBI source network. He just didn't manage to leave no fingerprints anywhere. He did all of it. All of it. Does not compute. No, sir, it doesn't. And you're going to tell me still that this person's an amateur evading professionals? How about he's a professional who built an amateur bomb? So the only question is why? Why? Is there some political motivation here? Is that why um, people on the left are not so eager to talk about it? Was this person some big MAGA supporter? Believe me, if he was, you'll have the strongest condemnation here. I don't care if you're a MAGA supporter or you wear a Bernie Sanders sign. The question is, why are other media people asking the same questions I just did? Now, what makes me even more suspicious is one of these explosive devices that thankfully failed to detonate was located in front of the DNC, DNC headquarters, Democratic National Committee for the leftists listening. You don't know what that is. Now, we were told repeatedly by assistant United States attorneys who will be referred to as from this point on in the show for brevity as AUSAs. Why did the AUSAs prosecuting the uh, many people who were in the Capitol on that day on January 6th? Why did they constantly lie and then hide Kamala Harris's relocation, which we now know to have been in the DNC at the time the unexploded uh, pipe bomb device was discovered? Why did they hide that? I'm going to have Julie Kelly on my radio show later, who is an expert in this, but I want you to look and hat tip to her uh, for discovering this. I want you to look at some of the charging documents. Here's one of the charging documents for one of the defendants in the January 6th case, a guy by the name of Joseph Bruno. They say on or about January 6th within D.C. that Joseph Bruno did knowingly and with intent to impede and disrupt the orderly conduct of government business and official functions, engage in, uh, engage in this stuff they mentioned just in the interest of time. And they note at the end that he entered the United States Capitol and its grounds where the vice president and vice president-elect were temporarily visiting. She was? Because she wasn't there. That's a lie. Here's another one. Where they talk about again. You can see right here. Talk about impeding, forcibly assaulting, resisting, intimidating, and interfering with an officer and employee of the United States and breach of the United States government. While such person was engaged in the account of performance of official duties and where violation of this section involved physical contact with the victim 
Folks, something's not adding up here, man. Kamala Harris was not in the Capitol. Look at this. I'm not even kidding. I got like goosebumps talking about this because I got that same spidey sense tingle I had with Spygate. Folks, the United States Attorney's Office, there is no, listen to me, please listen to me. There is not a chance in hell that they didn't know that they, what they put in that charging document about Kamala Harris temporarily visiting was a lie. Now follow me here. Why would they put in an official charging document against a defendant on January 6th that Kamala Harris was temporarily visiting the Capitol when they knew she was at the DNC and wasn't at the Capitol? Stay with me. Haven't been a Secret Service agent in the past. I bring that up because it's relevant here. The document that gives us our power, Secret Service agents, or them, shouldn't say us anymore, is Title 18 uh, U.S. Code, USC, we call it, Title 18 USC 3056. And I want you to notice this. The Secret Service was protecting Kamala Harris and Mike Pence at the time. Follow me. Here's Section D of 3056. You can look it up yourself. Whoever knowingly and willfully obstructs, resists, or interferes with a federal law enforcement agent engaged in the performance of the protective functions authorized by this section or by Section 1752 of this title shall be fined not more than $1,000 or in prison, not more a year both. In other words, what 3056 says is you interfere with a Secret Service agent or one of the people in this uh, covered by this in performance of their duties while violating Section 1752, you're in a whole lot of trouble. So let's go to Section 1752 of the USC so we know what it is. In this section, quote, the term restricted buildings or grounds means any posted, cordoned off, or otherwise restricted area. As of the White House, it's grounds, a vice president's residence, or of a building or grounds where the president or other person protected by the Secret Service is or will be temporarily visiting. <laughs> you got it? You see what's happening here? Mm-hmm. The Secret Service under 3056 and 1752 of the United States Code has the power stated in very simply terms, folks, to cordon off an area and say this is a federally protected area that's restricted. You got it? If the president shows up, I'll give you just a quick example to make it make sense. Sorry if I'm dumbing it down, but there are liberals listening who aren't going to understand what I'm saying. I promise you. If the president, if say Biden goes to visit your house, it happens all the time. They do fundraisers at people's homes. You can't just walk up on the property and say, you know, hey, I want to get in here. I have the right uh, to protest. You can try, but the Secret Service is going to stop you, whether you agree with it or not. They can stop you. Let, let's make it an even easier example. Let's say the president goes to a public park. Park's public, right? And right. in a public park, he's doing a speech. Why can't you just say, hey, it's a public park. I want to join the president on stage. Because the Secret Service, again, whether you agree with it or not, that's for another show, has the power to say this is a federally restricted area here while we're here. Right. And quote, temporarily visiting. When the president leaves and the security cordons down, it's public again. There's nothing we can do. We can't charge you for trespassing or violating 1752, right? Or that's, which isn't, it's a, it's a power designation. Now, do you see why the AUSA in the case? had to throw in the charging document that she was temporarily visiting, even though she wasn't there. Now, why are they lying about it? You may say, well, Dan, she was temporarily visiting. She was there earlier in the day. Ah, that's not what happened, folks. 
That's not what happened. They put temporarily visiting in there. I'll give you my reasons coming up in a minute. I have a few theories on what they're up to here, why they're lying about this, why they're lying about the bomber, why they're lying about Kamala Harris's location. But temporarily visiting is a very specific set of words. I want you to notice this Politico article, Politico, no less. Once you lose Politico, a far left outlet, man, you got problems. This is from, uh, this is from last year. They've been following this for a while. I want you to pay very close attention to this piece to show you they're lying to you from last uh, from uh, late last year. DOJ error highlights January 6th mystery. Where was Kamala Harris during the attack? The, G- the DOJ is now moving to correct the record on her whereabouts. Quote, another prosecutor disclosed the mistake talking about Kamala Harris pretending she was in the Capitol when she wasn't during the, uh, during the, uh, the time the protesters were in there. Another prosecutor disclosed the mistake in court last week at a sentencing hearing for Eric Torrens. Another prosecutor. Interesting. After Judge Beryl Howell said Torrens' actions contributed to the disorder that prompted Pence Pence and Harris to be evacuated from the Senate chamber. Assistant U.S. Attorney Jamie Carter chimed in to say that the government had recently learned that Harris was not actually present when the Capitol was breached. You recently learned that? Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something right now. There is no freaking way that the AUSA and the Department of Justice recently learned where Kamala Harris was. The Secret Service keeps very detailed logs of what they do with protectees in command posts and elsewhere. There is no way they didn't know where Kamala Harris was. No way. That is a lie. They were lying for a reason. The AUSA knew that Kamala Harris was not in the Capitol and they lied about it and they're lying again. Why? I'm going to play a cut from Tucker coming up next. I'm going to get to a sponsor that kind of hints to some things. And then I want to give you a couple theories I have as to what's going on here. Why won't they release this identity of the bomber? Why don't they know the identity of the bomber? One of those things has to be true. And why does Kamala Harris and her location there and the lies about it? What does it have to do with all of this? I've got news for the turkey hunters in our audience. Spring's around the corner. And if you're gearing up for a successful season, you're going to need a couple of things. One of those things is the single shot turkey camo 12 gauge shotgun made by Henry Repeating Arms. Let's say you're out in the field and you've managed to call a turkey in a range. And now it's time to make your shot count. And you can do that with a Henry shotgun because they're reliable and accurate right out of the box, especially with the turkey choke tube that's included. And if the fully adjustable fiber optic sights aren't enough, it's easy to mount a red dot since it's already drilled and tapped. Henry's shotguns, rifles, and revolvers are made in America with the quality craftsmanship that Henry's are famous for. And you'll get a lifetime warranty and a 100% satisfaction guarantee that protects your purchase for generations to come. Make sure you go to their website. It's henryusa.com and order their free catalog. They'll mail it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and free decals. You're going to love these firearms and you're going to love this company. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. I think I figured this thing out. 
So again, we're asking some simple questions. If the FBI knows the identity of the bomber, why aren't they releasing it? And if they don't know the identity of the bomber, how do they not know it? And then how does that tie into all of the lies with the Department of Justice and everyone else? The FBI had to be lying too about why they lied about where Kamala Harris was on January 6th when people were inside the Capitol. Why, why, why? I want you to listen to this cut from Tucker for a second here. And Tucker kind of hints at some of the problems with this Kamala Harris location thing and how these divides a little long, this clip, but it's worth your time. And how is it that a professional who avoided all detection by the most advanced law enforcement agency on planet Earth designed a bunch of explosive devices that uh, an amateur would have designed? Professional with amateur devices? Something's not adding up. Check this out. The bombs were planted the night before, 17 hours before they were found. Yet the timers on the bombs were of the ancient kitchen clock variety. They could only be set to an hour maximum. The bombs had no remote detonation function. So effectively, by January 6th, they were inert. What's strange is that of all the places in the world Kamala Harris could have gone at 11.30 a.m. on January 6th, she went to the DNC building where her bodyguards promptly discovered the pipe bomb. So if the bomb was planted by a Trump supporter as a diversion as the Capitol Police have said, you've got to wonder how exactly that worked. Would a Trump supporter have known where Kamala Harris was going to be that morning? Probably not. Even her political allies didn't know for some reason. Yet it's fair to assume that if Kamala Harris hadn't gone to the DNC when she went, the pipe bomb wouldn't have been discovered just minutes before the insurrectionist breach of the Capitol. In other words, if Kamala Harris hadn't been there, the bomb couldn't have been the diversion that the Capitol Police Department said it was. It's all pretty mysterious, actually. And maybe weirdest of all is that the FBI has only released three minutes of the video showing the person who planted the bomb. Why not release more tape? Why doesn't the FBI release all of the video that it has so the public can help identify this person if you really want to catch this person? This person, by publicly available accounts, planted a bomb mere yards from the vice president-elect of the United States. That's far more a threat to our democracy than anything that happened at the Capitol building, by far. I'm sorry, I didn't catch me off guard. I I promise, I'm really just... I can't believe this is happening again. That they're lying to us again. I, I really can't believe it. Tucker's been all over this thing. And so is Julie Kelly. A few observations and theories I have here about what's going on. But I want to put this Politico, the second part of that Politico piece up next in the screenshot to highlight again how I know they're lying. The only question is why. They say, and in the January 16th interview with the LA Times, Harris declined for security reasons to say where she was during the January 6th storming of the Capitol by a mob of Trump supporters. She said she'd been at the Capitol earlier that day for a meeting of the Senate Intelligence Committee and was working elsewhere in Washington when she was evacuated, the Times reported. Ladies and gentlemen, that's BS. I don't want to give Guy any more editing. I was going to say something different, or Joe, for that matter. That's BS. She was at the DNC. Folks, having done this for a living, if Kamala Harris was at some secure location getting a briefing, and there are a lot of them, yeah, it would make, that would make sense. She was at a political building in D.C. Democrats visit all the time. That is nonsense. 
that she wasn't releasing her location for security reasons. That's bull. That's BS. They're hiding it. Here's what I think is going on. The left wants to make this appear to be an insurrection and a siege, even though they know quite clearly that's not what happened. It was a lot of things and not a lot of good things. What happened on January 6th? A siege or an insurrection is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So in order to advance their narrative, the left and the DOJ and the FBI, Kamala Harris and Biden, had to wink and nod at each other. And in order to prove it was an insurrection, which would require the overthrow of government or the prevention of the peaceful transfer of power, they had to make the narrative appear that Pence and Harris were in the building at the same time to make it appear that these two, one handing power to the other, were there when the insurrectionists walked in and, and tried to disrupt that peaceful transfer. Do you get it? Guys, if this doesn't make sense, someone stop me. No, brother. They had to it. both be there. Yeah. Because the narrative is missed. And it's just, it's so much more powerful and potent. You're gaslighting that this transfer of power insurrection was, was happening. If the two people power was being transferred from, well, four, you get Trump, Biden, Pence, Harris. But if the two people are right there, Pence and Harris, even though they knew it was a lie, you can't have an insurrection if you don't have insurrectionists. You can't have an insurrection with a bunch of trespassers. That's not the way this works. So the DOJ, Biden, Harris, FBI, wink, wink, nod, 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 and said, hey, listen, if we throw in those charging documents that Kamala Harris was there, even though we know it's an obvious lie, it'll look like Pence couldn't transfer the power to Harris. They were there. They were both under attack by the insurrectionists who targeted him. Yes, let's do it. My first theory, and I... Damn it, like that Spygate thing, I will guarantee you I'm right. Second, they wanted no trials. The Department of Justice did not want one of these cases to go to trial. In order to prevent these cases to going from going to trial, because then they'd have to admit they were lying and that it wasn't an insurrection, Kamala Harris wasn't there, and that there's an unnamed, unidentified bomber out there who targeted the RNC, too. They didn't want to talk about any of this. They wanted no trials at all. They wanted people to plea, and they wanted large numbers of bodies to plea. We locked up 700 people for an insurrection. They threw the kitchen sink at them. But in order to throw the kitchen sink at them and a bunch of charges, they had to pretend Harris was there, too, Joe temporarily visiting like section 1752 right. provides for even though she wasn't there yeah 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 charge one pence charge two harris you better plea now you can go to jail forever oh my gosh mr lawyer guy we better plea theory number three perfectly explains the lack of attention on the bomber Making sure you believe that Kamala Harris was in the Capitol not only advances the interruption of the transfer of power argument and the insurrection argument, but it also hides the fact that Kamala Harris was in the DNC where a bomber showed up and put an explosive device outside along with the RNC. So if you wanted to hide the identity of the bomber, oh, 
you probably wouldn't want to tell people that Kamala Harris was inside and that the real threat to the transfer of power happened because of this potential bomber. You start talking about the vice president-elect being in a building with a bomb outside, you got a front-page story, which brings front-page attention. With front-page attention comes front-page questions like, hey, who the hell was that bomber? Number four. Is there something nefarious going on here? Kind of a three-part B, I should say. Who is this person? Is it a MAGA supporter? I want to know. My condemnation of this activity doesn't change one bit. But is it not a MAGA supporter? Is that an inconvenient political narrative? That was the case for the left? You're damn straight it is. That the only explosive devices that were produced on January 6th were produced potentially by someone who wasn't a MAGA supporter at all? Yeah, that would be a real scandal, wouldn't it? I'm going to leave this here. I've got more to get to. I got Julie Kelly on the radio later at 2 o'clock Eastern time. But I'm telling you folks, they are lying. They know they're lying. There's no question they're lying. The only question now is what are they covering up? That is the only question. Never been more disturbed to be a United States citizen than I am right now, the stuff that's going on here. I'll get to another story in a second showing you just how bad it's getting right now. The Washington Post in a random act of journalism actually reported a story for once. Weird how that happens once in a while. How do you feel about that segment, Guy? What? Guy likes nothing, folks. Guy likes nothing, and Guy says his mind is blown. <laughs> That's how you know it. He doesn't like anything. I need a little, like, comic. Joe and I are a little more simpatico. Guy, I like it. This is why I like Guy. I hate yes people. I can't yeah. stand them. It, I, really. And Joe's not one either, but Joe's been working with me longer. Guy doesn't like anything. He liked that. Good. Yeah, Thanks. it was strong, dude. It was strong. Thank you. Real strong. <laughs> I just need to take a break because I'm really so bothered by this. I don't want it to spill into the next story. Big show today. You ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris, the action star, world champion, black belt, and U.S. veteran? Well, I saw a video he made. I was shocked. He's in his 80s. He's still kicking butt, working out. He looks amazing. He stays active. I mean, a guy looks like he's in his 40s. What's even more shocking is he's stronger, can work out longer, and he has plenty of energy left over, keeping him sharp and focused. Chuck Norris is able to do all this because he made a simple change. It makes him and his family feel great. He made a special short video, explains everything easily to you. Make sure you check it out today by going to chuckdefense.com slash Bongino. could change the way you think about health. That's chuckdefense.com slash Bongino or text Bongino to 511-511. You won't believe how simple it is. Be prepared to be amazed. The guy seriously looks incredible. That's chuckdefense.com slash Bongino or text Bongino to 511-511. Message and data rates apply. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. The product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Here's a hint that involves this stuff. It's really good. Showing you again how we have descended into sheer madness, folks. Sheer madness. And there hasn't been a more disturbing time to be alive in the realm of your privacy. Of course, obviously, people who lived through World War II and other 
uh, the Civil War, far, far worse times than we live in now. But there hasn't been a worse time in my lifetime specifically for privacy intrusions than we're seeing now. Your private life is now gone, folks. I hope you understand that. I've talked all week about big tech, their intrusions into all of your life, Google, how it snakes its way into everything. Look at this, the Washington Post, Noman Merchant, in a stunning act of actual journalism here. A couple of senators who, by the way, one of them's a Democrat. Uh, I, I believe the other one is too, uh, Heinrich and uh, Wyden. I forget, I'm sorry, I forget the other one's name. Forgive me, but Wyden's on top of it here. But that doesn't matter to me. I've been concerned about privacy for a long time. Senator, CIA is a secret program that collects American data. It's interesting. My monologue on Unfiltered is about this, but wasn't about this story, which we're going to now add in today. Quote, this is from the CIA. The CIA, they're accused of spying on Americans. So their privacy officer said that they recognize and take seriously our obligation to respect the privacy and civil liberties of U.S. persons in the conduct of vital national security missions. They say they're committed to transparency, consistent with their obligation to protect intelligence sources and methods. So, CIA has been accused of spying on Americans' metadata and other stuff like that. So keep this thing up for a second. What is the protection mechanism to prevent the CIA from spying on our stuff? (laughs) Don't laugh. This This is in the Washington Post piece. This is not a joke. The CIA released a series of redacted recommendations about the program they're using to spy on us, issued by an oversight panel known as the Privacy and Civil Liberties Oversight Board. According to the document, Joe, a pop-up box warns CIA analysts using the program that seeking any information about U.S. citizens or others covered by privacy laws requires a foreign intelligence purpose. Don't worry, fellas. Hey, Joe, it's a pop-up box. I mean, a pop-up? My gosh. Like that said, that's like the ultimate obstacle to civil liberties intrusions, a pop-up box. I mean, as you well know, Joe, from going on the internet, yep. everybody reads everything in the pop-up box all the time. Oh, I God. mean, you could have signed away your life, lives on a thousand different websites due to pop-up boxes. But don't worry. The CIA apparently is using a secret program to collect data on you. But don't worry, folks. The obstacle is not the Constitution. It's a pop-up box. Don't, don't you worry at all, <laughs> fellas. Jeez. I, I, I want to spend more time on this. Just please tune into my Fox show. I, I, I got to get to some more stuff. But it's a pop-up box. Here's another one. The FBI is now refusing to answer questions about targeting parents who showed up at school boards. Your private life's gone. Washington Examiner, Jerry Dunleavy, who does great reporting. GOP says the FBI is refusing to accept accountability for enforcing the DOJ school board's memo and targeting people with a terror tag. These, let me quote Key, these agencies, man. Yeah, these agencies, man. Spying on you, spying on parents, investigating parents. Tell me again, please, how we live in a constitutional republic. The DOJ lying about Harris's location, lying about deaths related to January 6th, lying about Spygate, lying about collusion, lying about Hunter Biden. Intelligence officials say it's Russian disinfo, lying about parents lying about targeting parents, lying about spying on you. And we're all supposed to just sit back like a bunch of idiot lemming leftists and take it all. Not on this show. We're not taking that stuff. Nope. Sorry. All right. I want to get to the trucker protest. Questions for Dan. Lightning round. Got a little more to get to. So first, um, I want to play this supercut. Hat tip the great Tom Elliott from Grabian who put out a kind tweet about 
me the other day tweeting about how, talking about how great he was. I should say on my show. So he is. It's a great website. Uh, but here's another one of his supercuts. This is the media talking about the BLM protests. Now, I want you to pay very close attention to this supercut, about a minute long. And I want you, I want to just, for you to ask yourself as you're listening to this, are they talking about BLM or are they talking about the trucker protests? Because the BLM protests and the Antifa protests were actually extremely violent, while the trucker protests aren't. So keep that in your head. Like they could easily be talking about the trucker protests, but they're lying about the BLM protests. Here, watch this. I want to be clear in how I characterize this. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it is not. Uh, it is not generally speaking unruly. That ain't a riot, what we're seeing right now in Minneapolis. They are strictly principled anti-fascists, and they've taken a principled stand to stand against white supremacists and white nationalists wherever they may show up. I argue to you tonight, all punches are not equal morally. It says it right in the name, Antifa, anti-fascism, which is what they were there um, fighting. Listen, there's, you know, no organization is perfect. There was some violence. Any reasonable person would say we shouldn't be destroying other people's property, but these are not reasonable times. But thank goodness for the looters, man. And please show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite. And peaceful. I don't care that much about statutes. Shouldn't that be done by a, respectfully, shouldn't that be done by a commission or the city council, not a mob in the middle of the night throwing it into the harbor? People will do what they do. You're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Do not get it twisted and think that, oh, this is some something that has not never happened before and then this is so terrible and where are we and these savages and all of that. This is how this country was started. People get mad and people get sick of it. People are risking COVID to explain to this country that we're fed up. Joe, he's watching that like we are here, yeah. that supercut. If you want to watch the video on Rumble, uh, you can see it as long as he was, was hearing the audio. He's like, you know, it's interesting. We don't see any of those fires or burning buildings at the yeah. truck around. No, we don't see any of them. Yet that's an insurrection and a siege, an occupation. Yet the actual burning down of American cities isn't. So again, if you replace that, uh, the, the BLM rallies with the trucker protests, what they're saying there would actually make sense. Except Chris Cuomo, um, disgraced Chris Cuomo, who said at one point, where is it where it says you have to assemble peacefully? Well, it's in the, in the Constitution. You may have missed that. The guy's a lawyer, too. So, folks, this goes back to the uh, Dennis Green rule, former coach of the Arizona Cardinals in the NFL, although he may not want the rule associated with him too bad. He said once, they are who we thought they were. This is the we, they are who we thought they were rule. The left is who you think they are. The media are propagandists, a de facto arm of the left. We know that. No need to beat that to death. But I wanted to show you a couple tweets proving to you again that the conservative movement is the party of parents. The conservative movement is the party of people who work for a living, of entrepreneurs, of blue collar folks. That's the conservative movement now. That's who we are. And the liberals are the enemy of all of that. You doubt me? This is a former official, uh, a former government official, Juliette Kayyem. You may have seen this tweet. One of the most disgusting things you've ever seen in your life. In her tweet. She talks about the convoy protest. She says it was applauded by right-wing media as a freedom protest. She talks about the blockade in the Ambassador Bridge. And then she says, quote, slash the tires, empty the gas tanks, arrest the drivers, and move the trucks. She then goes on to say, this is a, 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 a Democrat here, trust me, I will not run out of ways to make this hurt. Cancel their insurance, suspend their driver's licenses, 
prohibit any future regulatory certification for truckers, etc. Have we learned nothing? These things fester when there are no consequences. Listen, I can attack this, this woman here, but I'm not going to waste your time, folks. There's nothing she said that's remotely surprising. She's a Democrat. Democrats believe you're bad people with ideas. What do people do about bad people? They punish them. These are not the party. This is not the party of parents and workers and entrepreneurs and blue-collar America anymore, folks. Again, I'm not suggesting to you Republicans are the solution to all your problems. We have enough bad apples on our side. But I am suggesting to you with clear certainty that the cause of all your problems are most certainly the Democrats. And Ms. Kayyem here exemplifies that just perfectly. Now, because Ms. Kayyem, I'm assuming, has never dealt with uh, steel-belted radials on trucks, and uh, many liberals out there have never actually worked for a living. Joe's laughing because Joe's an actual blue-collar guy. A guy by the name of Sarge underscore 87 on Twitter had a response to Miss Kayyem. He said, uh, I'd want to, I want to see you slash steel-belted radial tires holding 120 PSI in them. Send me a selfie after the doctors finish putting what's left of your limbs together. Why are Ivy League professors some of the dumbest animals on the planet? Folks, public service announcement for the left out there. The right, I, you don't need this. But for the lefties, listen, because I'm interested in saving human lives, even dopey ones. Uh, please don't attempt to slash the tires of these structures, not just because it would be a criminal act and immoral, but because you will probably kill yourself. So just a note. Thank you, Sarge, for clearing that up. Showing you again how they are who we think they are. Here is a Wisconsin representative, Lee Snodgrass, who was kind enough to tell us how little she thinks of parents, proving us again, proving again that the Democrat Party is not the party of the working class, is not the party of entrepreneurs, is not the party of blue collar workers, and is most certainly not the party of parents. Here is Representative Snodgrass. Quote, if parents want to have a say in their child's education, they should homeschool or pay for private school tuition out of their family budget. Whoa. Rep Snodgrass has since deleted that and tried to walk away. I cannot say to you enough, the conservative movement is now the movement where parents, earners, entrepreneurs, and people who work for a living, our tent is open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good boy. He's like, they're really trying to make Xi Jinping proud. They are. They are. They're like praying they get a job in China after this, these people. It's really incredible. All right. Um, you know what? Let me do my last sponsor. And here's what I got coming up on the other side is I want to set up where this is all going. The spying, the lying about Kamala Harris and others, Spygate and all that, the spying, the lying, and the left-wing media is now a full frontal attack on, on working-class Americans and parents. I want to set up where this is going. They are about to weaponize government into a spying law enforcement uh, infrastructure to target you. The evidence is right in front of our face. Omaha Steaks. We love Omaha Steaks. Tony's getting a little jealous uh, because he hasn't gotten his Omaha Steaks burgers. Omaha, we got to take care of Tone. Big Tone. Hook the hook a brother up. The Omaha Steaks semi-annual sale is here. Get 50% off site-wide. Save on mouth-watering favorites today. Go to omahasteaks.com. Shop the semi-annual sale where you can load up on all the delicious flavor you, flavor you crave at half the price. And when you use my promo code Bongino at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. Say big on delicious, tender, juicy steaks, big, beefy burgers, and uh, all, all kinds of delicious food. So much more there. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor, endless value. With every purchase is backed 
by their unconditional money-back guarantee because the food's amazing. That's why. Simply go to omahasteaks.com. Shop the semi-annual sale today. Don't forget to use the promo code BONGINO at checkout and get an extra $30 off your order. Hurry, because this deal won't last long. Kickstart your spring grilling today. That's omahasteaks.com. Promo code BONGINO at checkout. Minimum purchase and restrictions may apply. Visit omahasteaks.com for details. Thanks, Omaha Steaks. Okay, quickly, because I'm running out of time, and I do want to get to questions for Dan. Um, I'm not sure we're going to have time for this lightning round, man. We have so much stuff today. Just uh, quickly, here is Gretchen Wilson, the far Gretchen Whitmer, Gretchen Wilson. Gretchen Wilson's a terrific country singer. Yeah. Forgive me, Gretchen, for associating you with this person. Gretchen Whitmer is the dreadful far left governor of Michigan. Gretchen Whitmer was on CNN. Why are they lying? Why is the government testing the boundaries of its lying and propaganda power? Why is the government spying on you? Because the government very simply is about to turn on you. They're not hiding it anymore. I showed you the DHS bulletin yesterday where they're about to target Americans that uh, put out information that they believe questions the government. I showed you the bulletin. It's at Bongino.com now if you want to take a look at it. Here's Gretchen Whitmer who says, listen, you know, if you support these peaceful freedom envoys and these truckers, yeah, you may be engaged in incitement. Oh, incitement, which has a very specific legal definition, folks. Believe me when I tell you this woman did not say this by accident. Take a look. Right-wing media, as I'm sure you're aware, is really fueling this. So let's take a listen to what we're seeing there. The question is, how long before protests like this come here? Will we need our own trucker rally to end all of this insanity once and for all? Is the trucker convoy coming to America? Uh, What is your response to that encouragement? Well, obviously, we cannot incite and encourage people to break the law, especially when it means they're throwing other, you know, Americans out of work and creating an economic crisis that we were just recovering from. It's incredibly dangerous. They're inciting and encouraging people to break the law and to do so in a way that devastates so many hardworking people. She's using that incitement word for a reason. I promise you that is not an error. This is going to be their new line of attack. Do not back down one bit that your social media posts in defense of the truckers, the DHS should maybe look into you because you're somehow inciting violence. This is what's coming. You don't think it can happen here? You thought Canada was free, didn't you? Here's the Ottawa PD, which has just disgraced itself. I'm really sorry, but has totally disgraced itself. The Ottawa Police Department, obviously in Canada. This is some video taken from a user. Uh, Someone knocks on our door. Um, allegedly from the Ottawa PD here. And the person knocks on the door because she made a social media post about the truckers and says, uh, hey, listen, we've got a notification for you about peaceful protests. And she asks, are you monitoring me? And the woman at the door is like, oh, yeah, I'm monitoring you. Here, check this out. Sorry, since you're at my home, can I just get your name and your badge number, yeah. please? I have a card here. Okay. It's Erica Ingram. Thank okay. you. And this is just some information about peaceful protests. That's all it is. Okay. So you saw something on my Facebook? No, on the Facebook group. <clears throat> okay. And decided to come to my personal residence to give me information about peaceful protest? Yes. Okay. So are the Peterborough police? No, you're with OPP? Um, are you guys now monitoring people's Facebook pages? Or Facebook groups to who comments as to what their um, uh, status updates are or what they're doing or within the group? Because of the protests happening province-wide, yes, we have been monitoring the protests. Hmm. 
this is supposedly the axis of the free world, Joe. You know, Canada. Yeah. We thought these um, group of countries, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, the United States, the United Kingdom, we were supposed to be the beacons of freedom and an example for the CCP as to what you should do. The CCP is now looking for us to examples what they should do. This is freaking incredible. Just uh, just a note, Dan, that uh, cut with Gretchen Whitmer that was yeah. edited for time. I just want you to oh, know thank that. You. Yes. Oh, that's important. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was because, uh, yeah, there's a they lose her in the middle of the Glitches, interview. But yeah. Right. I'm, it's, yeah. No, thank you. Because I don't want you to think, folks, we cut it deceptively. No. There's a point they lose. I should have said that. So, you know, no, it's funny. Cool. I had a note, but thank you. Um, thank you, Jeffrey. But it did not change the context at all of what was said. But uh, yeah, in the interest of honesty, there was a point where she blanked out. Um, you know what? Let's just go right to the uh, questions for Dan segment because I, I, I really want to get to this too. All right, it's time for our questions for Dan. Today's been a loaded show. It's been a loaded week. Please spread the show around. That thing I discussed in the beginning with Kamala Harris and the lies. They are hiding something here, folks. All right, this, uh, you know, I picked the questions. We get a lot of them, but this one I think is the most important. Therefore, I put it first because uh, it covers an ongoing drama and a situation with me and Cumulus. And ladies and gentlemen, let me say, if you are disappointed in me, then I'm disappointed in myself. Um, if you didn't understand what I was talking about, it's not your job to understand better. It's my job to explain better. You owe me nothing. I owe you everything. So this question really kind of hurt my feelings and stung a little bit. But that's not, it's not, again, it's not your job to make me feel good. It's your job to question everything, me included. That's why I put this question first. I said, hey, Dan, why'd you give Cumulus Radio, who uh, syndicates my radio show, an ultimatum? You can have the mandates, you can have me, and then back down until your contract runs out if it's not about the money to you. I'm dying to know because I've listened to you for years. I'm still watching, but I'm disappointed you back down from your ultimatum. That's Jelly54569. Again, if you're disappointed in me, I'm disappointed in myself. Um, maybe I didn't explain this well, and it's really starting to bother me because I've done it a few times. I've explained it a couple times. My ultimatum was genuine and authentic and candid. Uh, Cumulus instituted a vaccine mandate. I worked behind the scenes for a very long time to try to fight against it. My work was fruitless. They did it anyway. People were fired. Um, I started a fund. There's money that's already been distribu distributed according to that fund. I'm not releasing it for, but you know, you're happy to look into it if you'd like. But I meant what I said. When I said they can have me or they can have the mandate, I meant it. Now, why not leave today and why wait till the contract runs out? It's not about, it's not about the money, folks. Uh, please, I need you to trust me on that. Please, this has nothing to do with money at all. I promise you, it's a zero to do with money. But it does have something to do with money for them. If I were to leave today, right today, before the contract runs out, without this, I'm limited in what I can say. Believe me when I tell you, it does zero to advance my cause at all. Zero. Zero. Matter of fact, benefits them to a degree that'd be hard to describe on the show. I meant what I said. I said publicly on the radio that when the contract is done, I am done with them. I meant it. I should have explained it a little better. And I don't blame you for assuming that meant I would just walk away tomorrow. I get it. I get it. And if you're disappointed in me, I'm disappointed in myself for not explaining it better. But I, I asked just one thing. His radio show means a lot to me. It's the dream job I've always had. 
you know, following the greatest broadcaster ever, Rush Limbaugh, on legacy stations around the country is the greatest job around. I'll be honest with you, the first few months it was rough. But I love it. There's nothing like the energy of live radio. And to have stated publicly, like I did on the radio show, that Cumulus chose the mandate, and therefore I'm done with them when this is over. And it's not that long in the future. It's coming up. It's got about, I got about two years left on it. it. Sounds like an eternity, but believe me, it's not in the broadcast cycle. To stay publicly, I'm walking away. It was one of the, uh, it's hard. I don't want to. I'm not going to lie to you, but I have to. And I just need, I, I beg of you to understand that it had to be done this way. There's no other way. But we had to stand for something, but simultaneously had to give up a lot. It hurt. That's why I put it first. But I get it. I understand. I need to explain some of these things better. My wife says I fight too many fights at one time, and therefore I don't really explain stuff well. But that's not your fault. That's mine. All right. On a lighter note, but it was important I include that. Hey, Dan. This is by P. Hugh 5 He says, two more and he'll be 007. What comics do you collect? Um, like I said, I love Hulk comics, but I really like to collect Daredevil, Spider-Man, and Batman. I like Daredevil and Batman because they don't have like these exotic superpowers and can actually get hurt. Spider-Man I just grew up with. So I collect those. I did a little Locals video showing you some of my collection the other day. I like it. It makes me kind of like uh, feel like a kid again. So, but I, good question. I appreciate it. Hey, Dan, text rub 76. All right. Love your show. Watch every day. My question is when the GOP takes back the Senate, any chance McConnell can be replaced? If he is replaced, who would you like to see? You want the honest to goodness truth, which is all I'm going to give you? No, I don't think he'll be replaced. I don't. I, I, do I wish he was? Yes. Said it many, many times. I don't think he will. Um, I think he has entrenched himself. People owe him a lot of favors. Um, but if by some miracle he is replaced when we take back the Senate, and I hope we do, uh, I'd like to see Rand Paul. <laughs> That's what I'd like to see. That'd be, it would it'd be great. Even he likes that one. Uh, but I don't think he will be. I, I wish it were, but I, 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 what I wish doesn't matter. What is matters. Hey, Dan, if the truckers start the same thing in the U.S. like they're doing in Canada, what do you predict the Dems and Biden will do? Okay, KT 2022. Uh, I only put this question because I'm going to talk about that at length with someone who knows a whole lot about this on the Fox show tomorrow. Don't mean to tease it, but we haven't recorded it yet. So please watch Unfiltered tomorrow, 9 p.m. Saturday, and you'll see exactly what I think is going to happen. All right, check that out. Yeah, I got to that in there. Next question. Hey, Dan, this is by uh, Rain Doctor FN for Life. With so many governors now unmandating masks, what do you think it will take for school boards to comply? They seem to be giving everyone the not-so-family-friendly middle finger. We know that one. Yeah, you definitely watch the show if you know the not-so-family-friendly middle finger. Lawsuits! Lawsuits! Listen, the left understood, uh, hat tip my friend Tom Fitton a long time ago, process is punishment, folks. You know what that means? Suing someone is punishment. Whether you win or lose is irrelevant. Yep. The process is punishment. Just being sued, believe me, it's happened to me, is punishment enough most of the time. Lawsuits, baby. Lawsuits. Then you'll see it change. Wait till some of these principals see their names personally appear on litigation. Minds will start changing right quick. Say, so say it on here. Next one. This is by Maddie Ray. Hey, Dan, love your show. I was wondering how many spiral notebooks <laughs> do you go through in a year? 
Uh, and do you keep them or throw them out once they're filled? No, I keep them all. They're right up in a cabinet back there. I go through, well, this one's a big one. I usually use thinner ones. I go through about four or five a year, fill them up, and it's pretty much every single show lined out in my awful, dreadful handwriting, as you can see. So, yes, I do keep them. Maybe we'll auction one off one day. Paula's like, no, there may be some information in there. All right, but if it was for charity or something like that, it'd be pretty cool. Uh, Wilkinson, 3449. Hey, Dan, this is not so much a question, but a comment. When you do your dopey giggle for the left brain dead journalist, the left brain dead journalist, it makes me chuckle every time. It's uh, the gotta laugh or you'll cry deal. Thanks for your hard work. P.S. Your workout uh, videos inspire me. Thank you for the comment. Comments are acceptable too. I do these little videos from my workouts, not while I'm working out uh, on locals. I dressed that the other day. I do them usually on Saturday from the gym when I'm all sweaty and nasty, but pain has a way of focusing your thoughts. Wouldn't you agree, Joe? So in between squat sets, uh, that pain really focuses you. uh, Some things I say on there. So subscribe to my locals account. You'll see what I mean. Big show 69. I'm an OTR truck driver. My wife's interested in having a firearm in the house. Where would be the best place for her to start her journey about learning and becoming a legal and safe gun owner? Good question. Folks, um, if you are going to become a legal and safe gun owner, which both, of course, are are, are obvious uh, core tenets of firearm ownership, right? I, I would strongly recommend you get some training from a professional first. Just a quick story on that, why that matters. When I went to the uh, Federal Law Enforcement Training Center, uh, Fletzy, to learn to become an agent for the government, the instructor there, or was it in the rally train? I'm not sure. But they, they said, uh, I think it was in the training center. It doesn't matter. The firearms instructor made it clear. He wants people who start from scratch. He does not want people who have firearms training before because if you learn bad habits, Having to unlearn them and relearn the right way is 10 times as hard than having to learn from scratch. So get a good professional um, to teach you how to operate and use that firearm. That's my best advice where to start. And find a good place to store it where you can access it, but you have some security too. You don't want your gun stolen. All right, great questions, loaded show. Folks, please spread this show around. It is super important. And if you would, uh, rumble.com slash Bongino. That's the one place this show will always appear and we can't be banned. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Join 2,170,000 others and subscribe over there if you would. I'd really appreciate it. I will see you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but... Are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening wherever you listen.